0: pumped to be here. We we started a brand new series last week called Rhythms, and last week I talked about time and kind of broke down some, some different ideas of the fact that we only have so much time, right? Like the clock is ticking on our lives. We have no idea how much time we have. We have zero idea, but we know that we've got right now. We know we've got, you know, we had yesterday, and hopefully we've got tomorrow when we wake up for Monday, but I, I want to show you. I used this illustration last week The average person will have 948 months in their life. So this is 948 dots right here. This is your life. Kind of puts it in perspective for you a little bit. It kind of slaps you in the face. Last week, I went over just a couple different things that you spend your life on, and of course, a lot of it's on your phone because that just happens, let's be honest. Uh, A lot of our life is is spent doing laundry. That was kind of a, a scary one to see how much time we spend doing that. Today, I wanna highlight something very specific in our lives. 948 months. You may or may not have that many months in your life, but the average person will spend 131 months of your life at work. At the job, clocked in, in the uniform, whatever your work situation looks like. Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, like you got slobber on you, your hair's like in a bun, you don't have your makeup on, you haven't taken a shower in days. Like, come on, it's the J-O-B. All of us experience that at some level in our life. Like we're all on the clock, we're all working, we're putting in the hours, and it's a huge chunk of your life, 131 months. It's kind of crazy to think about that we're going to spend that much time in one place doing one thing. And let's be honest, most of us, if, if I asked you today, you would say you don't enjoy your job. Most of you, if I, if I talk to you about, you know, your work and, and, and the things that you do and where you show up to every single day, there would be a lot of discontent. There would be a lot of unsatisfaction. And today I want to dig into this idea of work and what God has called us to do as Christians. And the perspective that we're supposed to have every day when we go clock in. Every day when we show up and maybe we're running late and you've got to run in and just get in there on time. Every day when you're dealing with your boss and and he's yelling at you for something. It's a huge part of our lives. And it's, it's a very necessary part of our lives. And it actually goes all the way back to the very beginning of the Bible. God created Adam and Eve and everything else. And Adam and Eve made the decision that they were going to eat the forbidden fruit. We all know the story, right? Like, if you grew up in church or if you didn't grow up in church, you know that this story about Adam and Eve, and usually we think about an apple. I personally like to think it was something a lot better than an apple because if it was going to be, if they were going to make that big of a mess up, it should have been worth it, right? So I'm thinking, like, some fried Oreos or, um, you know, chocolate-covered strawberries if we want to stay in, like, the fruit vein. But, you know, a lot of people think it was an apple. And so Eve decided to grab the apple, and she took a bite, and Adam was there. Guys, don't try to cop out here like he was there, and he partook. And God shows up, and I can only imagine he's a little angry. Um, He's he's trying to figure out what's going on. They're acting different, and he ends up punishing humanity through Adam and Eve and kind of declares some things. And In Genesis chapter 3, it's very specific to the man. Verse 17, it says this. And to the man he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree. Let's pause right there, guys. This is not a good verse to go back to. and be like, I guess that means I shouldn't listen to you, right? Uh, That's not not a good idea. That's just going to get you in a lot of trouble. So don't do that, all right? That's just a little, like, sermonette there for you. Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All of your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains by the sweat of your brow. You will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. We see here that we're going to have to work. That because of that decision, and a lot of us would be like, oh man, they messed it up for everybody. We would have all made the same decision at some point, right? Like we would have all failed. We would have all made the mistakes. So don't act like you're better than anybody else. Like we would have all done it. And because of that decision, we go work. Like, we got to go clock in. And I know it's saying, like, you got to work the ground. And so nowadays we live in a culture where there's some people working the ground and there's some people out there doing that stuff. And now there's this buffet of options of things that you can go work and do and make money. And so that money then buys you the food that you need or supports you and pays the bills, all that stuff. And we're still living this out today. You might think, well, that sounds a little different than my life. It's all the same. And from that moment, man has worked and sweated and they've sat behind a screen and typed a whole lot and just all that stuff. Like that's been a part of life and it's a necessary part of life because that's kind of the hand we're dealt now. And a lot of us, like I said, when we think about work and what we do, it's not something that really excites us. It's something that maybe we fell into. It's something that, okay, it's just going to pay the bills here. And there's a lot of reasons why you would go to work. There's a lot of reasons why you go to a job maybe you don't enjoy. Maybe you enjoy your job, you love your job, but there's, you know, you still got this list of reasons and let's be honest, it's a typical list of reasons. Got to pay the bills. Got to support my family. My wife made me. <laughs> my husband made me. Got to pay for child care. Got to got to pay for my kids braces, right? There's all of these different reasons. Some of them are obligations. Some of them we we put on ourselves. But we've grown up in this world like we don't want to look lazy. Nobody wants to, you know, oh, he's he's super lazy. He doesn't want to work. And, of course, like the millennial generation has this stamp on them of lazy, right? That they don't want to move out of mom and dad's house and they just want to coast and eat cocoa puffs on the couch and don't want to go get a real job. Like, past all of that, like, we're called to work. We're called to go put in the hours. We're called to support our family. But today, here's what I want to do. I want to have like this perspective shift on working and, and putting in the hours and all this stuff. Because these are good reasons. And you can even look at that passage we just read and be like, okay, so God's told us like that's what we have to do. But today, my prayer for you as you walk out of here today is that you can go to your job tomorrow and find a whole new sense of purpose. My prayer for you today is that you can show up to the job whenever you do this week, whenever you clock in, whenever you walk in, you put the uniform on, the badge, whatever, is that you can have this whole new perspective. And I believe that you can find some of that happiness that we all want. I believe that you can find some joy. But I I think that if you just take some of these principles today that we're going to walk through, it can really just change the way you walk into the workplace. And let's be honest, most of us need this shift in our minds. The workplace isn't going to change. Your boss isn't going to be an angel and make your life super easy. You're not going to walk in and get this, you know, huge paycheck tomorrow that's a million dollars and says you can just go not work forever. Right? Like, that is a constant reality. And the only thing that can change is the way you look at it. The only thing that can change is right here. And so this morning, my prayer for you is that we can just kind of dig into this and the idea of work. I've never preached a sermon on work before. But I'm praying today that we can all walk out of here with this perspective shift that begins to help us live the life God's called us to. And there's purpose. There's joy. There's so many great things. I think it can change some things in your life. And let's be honest, a lot of it, like I said, it's these typical reasons. And maybe sometimes they're good enough. I was doing some studying for this, and I like to listen to TED Talks. You guys listen to TED Talks, anybody? Come on. I love podcasts. Like, if I'm driving, somebody's, like, talking to me, and I'm learning something. Like, I just love it. I'd rather listen to a podcast than read any day and I'm listening to these things, and there's a guy named Simon Sinek. He's like one of the biggest, you know, names with TED Talks, and he's just a motivational speaker, entrepreneur. Like, he's a big name if you're in this realm of the world. And so I watched a talk that he made, and I've read some different things about it, but it was the one that goes back like 10 years. And it's all about why. And so he breaks down, he's got this golden circle, and it kind of looks like a target. And so you've got this outer circle, and it says what? okay. And so this is more business, and we're going to kind of shift this to be a little bit more personal for us in our life. But it says what? The second circle inside says how. And the middle circle, like the target on there is why. And so today, here's what I want to look at this with is he's talking about businesses. And so they know what they sell. They know what their products are. So like think about Apple computers, right? They sell incredible computers. They're expensive, but they're high quality. They're easy to use. That is their what? Okay, how? How do they make them? How do they use them? How do they sell them? Like, let's be honest, we know those things are flying off the shelf, you know, Amazon and like crazy. How does it apply to people's lives? How's it going to make their life better? But the real thing that he's tapped into that a lot of businesses don't understand, a lot of people don't understand, is that it all matters. The, the way they're going to sell something, the way things are going to change in someone's life, is looking at the very center of the circle, and it says why. Why do I need an Apple computer? And, of course, we know that you can go back years and you know that Apple likes to think different and they like to make quality products. But, like, the why behind it is that they, like, their computers can change your life. Using their stuff and their products can change your life. And so I'm looking at this thing and I'm thinking, all right, how does this correlate to my life and what I do and and everybody else's life? Like, how can we take this and and think about work and, and look at it that way? And so I think of this. We've all got a what? We've got a job. So think about your job, fill in the blank, you know, maybe you're changing light bulbs, maybe you're helping people file their taxes, like whatever your job is, that's your what. And that's on the outer rim of this. And then you get to the how. How do you do your job? Not just like, okay, I go and I do this, and like this specific list of, okay, this is what I do, and this is what I do, like, how do you do it? What makes up the how of what you do? And a lot of us get caught up in the what, the job that we have. A lot of us get even caught up in the how, but a lot of us, we just stay with these basic reasons of the why. A lot of us just keep living life every single day, just clocking in, clocking out, waking up, taking a shower, hopefully going to work, right? Like, we've got this just normal routine of our life. And sometimes all we have are these reasons of, oh, i got to pay the bills. i gotta, I got to make the paycheck, right? Like, i got to look like I'm not lazy. I've got to support my family, right? My wife likes to buy Christmas trees. Whatever your reason is, we've all got a why, but most of the time, the why becomes kind of a background, behind-the-scenes thing, and it makes the what, the job, not that great. Today, my hope is that we can dig into the why and have the right why, the why that God created us to have, that scripture calls us to have, and it can change the way we walk into the workplace. I want to read this passage of scripture to you. It's Colossians chapter 3, we're going to start with verse 17. It says, and whatever you do. Everybody say whatever. Like, what, like I want you to say it again with like your most like teenage attitude. Everybody say, everybody say whatever. That's okay. All right. Well, I don't know if you guys need to be actors or anything. Uh, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I want to skip down to verse 23, and it says this. It kind of reiterates this. Whatever you do. Work at with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. I read this and it challenges me. And it's probably a little bit easier for me because I'm a pastor. I get paid to to do this and do the Lord's work. So maybe for me, like, oh, it's easy for him to say, but... I haven't always done this, and I haven't always got a paycheck. And for you, I think you can read this and and say, God, how am I clocking in? What's my attitude? What's my heart? What are my motives? And today, I believe that this changes the why in our lives. And today, here's something that is the biggest challenge. If you can walk away with anything, it's this. Today, we've got to work our why. Like, we've got to take the why in our life and begin to think, okay, how can I change this and make this fit that scripture? Because I'm literally being told by scripture that I need to go clock in, and I'm not thinking about my boss. I'm not thinking about the guy who's yelled at me a couple times or whatever. He sat me down in his office. He deducted pay for me for this and that. Like, you've got grudges or whatever. You may love your boss. Whatever. It's not about your boss. It's about the fact that that we're called right here by scripture to go think about working for the Lord. That we don't go to work because we need the paycheck. We don't go to work because we got to pay the bills. Like, yeah, that's reality and that's there. But I believe that the shift that we need in our minds and in our hearts and in our motives is that we go to work, not for anybody else, not even for myself, but I go to work for the Lord. And I think that this is just, it's something in our culture that we've just walked into the mundane lifestyle that we're going to go hate the job that we have, we're going to hate the boss that we have, and we're just going to clock in, clock out, make the money, retire one day hopefully, and be done with it. And then you can enjoy your life. And what I like here is that it's, it's saying, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving right? And here's what I like to think about. Okay, I do work for my boss, right? So I go, I got to deal with him. But if I think about the fact that maybe God is my boss, change change your focus here, like I can guarantee you that God's got a way better benefits package than anything you could sign up for. Right. And I'm hearing this, that I've got an inheritance of eternity. That's that's pretty cool. Right. Like there might be a lot of a lot of great benefits out there where you get your insurance covered and get to go buy glasses and make your teeth look good and white. Right. There's a lot of benefits out there. You get a big fat Christmas bonus, maybe a honey ham like maybe that's your life. But I can tell you right here that if we just change our attitudes about something that is generally so negative, that's generally so like, I hate what I do, I hate my life, I'm going to go do it, If we can begin to just step outside of that mindset, I believe that this can change things in your life, not just for eternity, but right now, tomorrow, on Monday, the day that's typically the worst day of the week that I hate. I got to go back to the job after the weekend, and hopefully the Cowboys won, so that'll change my attitude on Monday morning, and, you know, that'll just kind of, that'll vary it by, you know, a degree here and there. But I'm still going to wake up and be mad that it's Monday, and I got to get my coffee, because if I don't have my coffee, I'm going to yell at somebody, I'm going to hate my job, like. Can we just step out of the normals of our culture and can we walk into the workplace with this whole new sense, this whole new identity in our minds and in our hearts that we're going to show up and we're not clocking in for anybody else but God. I'm not trying to step on toes. I'm not trying to get all excited up here just to sweat and, and get a little workout today. Like my prayer is that we can look at this and think, okay, I don't like my job. But maybe there's a purpose behind what I do. Maybe there's this idea that if I walk in with a new attitude and Monday through Friday, whatever hours you work, somebody's going to notice, like, why does that guy like working here so much? And I guarantee they're going to ask you guarantee it. It's going to change things, and maybe that'll open up the door for you to to share what God has done in your life, and the fact that you've let God into your life, and we see this transformation in our minds that scripture calls us to as we become more like him, and we don't have to be the mundane, hate my life people, but we can walk into a crummy job that gets a crummy paycheck, and we can serve a God that is far from crummy. And that we can see that, okay, there's some benefits there. But I guarantee you, you will find this sense of joy in your life. That even doing the most mundane job, even scrubbing some floors, cleaning some toilets, (laughs) whatever you look at every single day. This whole idea, this thought of working your why can change everything. I pray that you're challenged with it. I pray that something is resonating inside you today, that it can be different, that you don't have to live like the rest of the world and that you can have a smile on your face at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning without the coffee. It's possible. We work our why. Like dig down to the root and to the motive and the, just everything that, that that derives from why you're going to work and just knock some of those things to the side and just put this passage of scripture right there, and it's going to change things in your life. I believe in it. And the cool thing is, is that when, when we invite that in, when we welcome that, when we change our attitude and when things begin to change, when you work your why, it enhances your how. So I'm reading the scripture. I'm going to Colossians chapter three and I'm reading through some of this stuff. And maybe today you're just a little challenged. Maybe you're like, oh, I'm gonna take a next step tomorrow. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna live this out. You invite this into your life. The cool thing is, is that when you change your why and when you put some focus on it and some intentionality behind it, it begins to bleed into all the other stuff. And I truly believe that it's going to enhance the how of your job. Like, you can be doing the stuff that that you do in your job, your your normal responsibilities, the things that just, like, you hate, and you complain about, and you just, man, I wish I had a different job, and here's the funny thing, too. Like, everybody wishes they had a different job, and I can guarantee you that if you go get the job that you want, with the paycheck that you want, with the benefits that you want, you're just going to be unhappy in three months. You're praying, God, please, I need this better job, and Let me say this, like disclaimer, like you might have a really bad job, okay? I don't know your situation. I don't know what you're dealing with. You may have a really, really, really bad job. And I'm not saying that you should be getting verbally abused and not getting paid what you deserve. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that everybody thinks, well, if I get this, I'm gonna be happy. And I guarantee you, we could, we could snapshot what I'm saying right here. And you could go to, go to work tomorrow and you get the promotion that you've been waiting for. You get the money that you've been waiting for. Maybe you get the phone call today on a Sunday because that's just, you know, it's part of the illustration here. You get the phone call today on the way home from church and it's like, hey, we got a new job for you at this place. And it's got this and it's got this and it's got this. I guarantee you that in a few months you're going to be just as unhappy because we base... <laughs> these situations and living in an imperfect world full of imperfect people, we base our life and our happiness on that, and we don't come back to what God's called us to do and live out. That it doesn't matter who you go work for, it doesn't matter how great they are or how bad they are, it doesn't matter what paycheck you get handed, and I know everybody's like, well man, if I was getting paid like what, you know, a Cowboys player was getting paid, like I I would not complain, and you say that, but it's easy to say it, and, and then you live it out. And I'm trying to help you understand that, like, you might just be so beat down and bogged down with the life that you live right now. And I'm telling you, you're, you're trying to chase happiness, and it's not ever going to get you where you want to go. And what I love about this scripture it's saying, like, chase God, right? Like, let him into your life, into your circumstances, into your workplace, and it's going to change things. And it starts inside here, and it makes its way out here. It's not easy. But I truly believe that if we can work our why, it's going to enhance our how. I love the word enhance. I think it's a great word. The the dictionary definition says to increase or improve in value, quality, desirability, or attractiveness. sounds pretty good to think about the things that I've got to go do. They can look more attractive. I can desire those things more. And like I said, maybe you're going to the same old workplace and you're going to do the same stuff that you've been doing for years, maybe decades. I don't know. But I think if you change your why, if you go back to the heart behind why you're doing it, man, you're going to be serving with the joy of the Lord. And you don't have to be sitting there doing what you normally do and have the bad attitude or the bad heart. Like, I'm not saying you can't have a bad day, but I'm saying that as Christians, we are called to show up to the workplace and say, God, I am working for you. I'm clocking in with you. I'm dealing with you about my problems and and all the stuff that I'm dealing with. I don't have to go to the, the water cooler and gossip about this or gossip about this. Like, I'm going to you when I have a problem. I'm going to you when there's a situation. And I'm putting my trust more in you than the job many things here that just begin to cascade into the rest of your life. And no matter what you're doing, no matter how crummy it is, the how can begin to change when your why begins to change. Hopefully that's something you're like interested in. <laughs> Hopefully that's something you're like, okay, I really don't like my job, but I'm going to give this a shot. And I'm, I'm telling you, just, just, just do it. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6. Uh, actually, verse 7. I've got the message version here. I just feel like it worded this very clearly. Paul is Sending a letter to these people and he's saying, like, hey, you gotta work, like you gotta, it's part of what you do. And he's saying right here that he he gave them an example when he came and spent time with them. And this is what it says, it says, don't permit them to freeload on the rest. We showed you how to pull your weight when you were with when we were with you. So get on with it. We didn't sit around on our hands expecting others to take care of us. In fact, we worked our fingers to the bone, up half the night, moonlighting so you wouldn't be burdened with taking care of us. And it wasn't because we didn't have a right to your support. We did. It says we simply wanted to provide an example of diligence, hoping it would prove contagious. I love the word diligence right there. Man, like that's, that's a piece of that attitude shift that we need that I'm telling you will affect the why and it'll affect the how when you show up to work tomorrow and you just take the words that Paul is saying here and he's saying, hey, we showed you how to do it. We worked night and day. We didn't want to put any burden on you. And he's saying we worked, we worked, we worked with diligence. And I'm taking the example right here from what he's saying. I didn't see him do it. I'm taking his word for it. And I'm believing that I've got to go show the world an example of what Paul is challenging these people with. That I can go show the world what diligence looks like. And I can show up and clock in and be happy and find joy and purpose in my life like never before. When I just start working my why and I let my why start challenging my how. And it's going to enhance it and make it better. And it's going to make your life better is. I'm not saying you're not going to struggle with this and struggle with that and your boss isn't going to still come yell at you. I'm just saying you can only change what's right here. And having the attitude that maybe you have right now and it's negative and it's, oh, I got to go do this and I got to deal with this person and this person's going to come talk to me today and spend an hour in my office and they smell bad. They got coffee breath and like you just, you can have all the excuses, all the stuff there. You work your why. It enhances the how. We still got one last piece of it all. When you work your why, it helps you tolerate your what? Tolerate. Jobs aren't easy. I'm not sitting here and like trying to make your job sound cupcakey. You know, it's like daisies and rainbows. I don't know what you walk into every single day. I don't know what you show up for to pay the bills. But I truly believe that when you work your why things begin to change and the what that you do it becomes more tolerable. Man, I like to challenge people that, okay, maybe you've got a crummy job, but what I would do to be surrounded by people that need Jesus. I'm like trying to make up ways, you know, I'm like walking around the grocery store slow. <laughs> like maybe I could talk to somebody in like a non-awkward way, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm looking for ways to find my way into people's lives because I want to help them come to know Jesus like I do. And I promise you, you show up with a smile on when the norm in our culture says not to. People are going to talk to you. People are going to ask. And it gives you an opportunity that it might take some time. It might be in, an inconvenience in your life but I love to say that we get to be Jesus in this world. And you might be the only the only sliver of that they come in contact with on their daily life. Like the Facebook post, guys, like, there may be some effectiveness there, right? Maybe not. The t-shirts ain't helping anybody. The bumper stickers are definitely not helping anybody. You're like, man, I got a John 316 bumper sticker. Pastor Seth's making fun of me. No, like, I'm, I'm saying that People have to see the evidence in your life of this diligence, of the joy, the purpose that you find in working the job that they work. Working in the place that they hate showing up to as well. And when they see the shift in your mind, because you've probably been working with them for a little bit, and you show up tomorrow, and you are just on it, on it, on it right? And you're going to be optimistic. And you're going to show people what it is like to serve God, not serve the boss. You're going to show them what it's like to say, this isn't about a paycheck. This isn't about getting paid nickels and dimes. This is about serving God. And I'm going to show people my example of diligence in the workplace that I can go up and I can, I can change my attitude and I can enjoy it. Even if you got to make yourself it more. And it all goes back to the why. And today, I, I want to just pause for a second. It's completely connected. But tomorrow's Veterans Day. And I think about the why behind anyone would want to go enlist. I think about the why that, that someone would say, okay, I'm going to put my life on the line to serve my country. And it, it changes your perspective when your why is a little different. It changes your life when you've got a real reason that you're, you're defending the United States of America. And So today I want to say thank you to every person in active military, your retired military. Thank you for your service. Can we just put our hands together right now? Come on. I've heard horror stories of serving in the military. And people go do that because they're thinking about young families here. It makes it just that much more tolerable when there's a real reason. When there's something supporting. That it's not just, oh, I get paid. I'm going to leave my family for months just because I need a paycheck. No, there's a reason. It changes things. And I promise you, the what that you show up to tomorrow will be this much more tolerable when you Show up with purpose. When you show up and say, you know what? I'm doing this for God, and it's gonna, God change things in my life. And I guarantee you, if you go and you, you just work it, work your why, it will change the atmosphere of your workplace. It will change the conversations that are had. It's gonna open this door, and people are gonna come talk to you because they're like, man, I like happy people. Like, who doesn't love a happy person? More tolerable. Things can change. I want to finish with one excerpt from scripture, and I love looking at the life of Jesus. He's the ultimate example. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, he's he's Jesus," so I mean, apparently it was easy for him, and he struggled with the same things that I struggle with. He struggles with the same. He struggled with the same things you struggle with. He knows what you're going through. He knows it's not easy. I look at Matthew chapter 26, and it just shows some vulnerability. And I love the fact that this is in Scripture. Because it just shows his humanity for a moment. It says, then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. Anybody been there? Come on. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. This is this is key right here. It says, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. What a glimpse to some of the last moments of Jesus has. He's spending time with God and he's praying and, like I said, you see his humanity here, that he's looking at what he's about to go do. Like we, we know, right? Like he's, he's going to get beaten. He's going to be tortured. He's going to be crucified in front of a crowd that's literally going to mock him and laugh at him. And he's, He has this moment where he's like, you sure, God? Like, do I have to? In a very real sense like we we feel this every day I don't want to leave my wife and kids to go work I'm going to be tortured I'm going to have to do this and this and this and the stress load and the fact that I don't get paid enough and there's so many things that you could just throw right in there but he says yet I want your will to be done Today, can we look at the 131 hours that we're going to spend in the workplace and say, you know what, God, it's not about what I'm going to get. It's not about what I'm going to do. It's, it's not even about all the responsibilities that I have. I'm going to walk in that place. I'm going to wake up with a screaming child. Whatever situation you're walking into, The customers that you've got to deal with that are going to yell at you, that are going to cause problems, that need customer service, and you've always got to have a smile on, right? Like the situations just build up, and you're thinking about your life right now. You're thinking about what you're walking into tomorrow, and can I just say, Can we be like Jesus in the sense that when our why changes, when we begin to say, okay, my why is not working anymore and I've got to go with this. I've got to look at Colossians chapter 3 and say, whatever I do, no matter what it is, no matter who I've got to deal with, no matter what responsibilities I have or what the job description says or doesn't say, I'm going to go work for the Lord. And I don't have to be bogged down or beaten anymore. I can have the right attitude. I can have a mind shift. And I don't have to be like everybody else. I don't have to follow the norms of our culture. I can walk into work with an incredible attitude, with the joy of the Lord, and something can change. His will. we can look at what we're dealing with and what we're struggling with and what's ahead of us. And even though we don't want it, even though it's hard, we can live like Jesus lived and follow his example. And it can change your life. And I guess this morning, the other option is it doesn't. So I'd think, well, why wouldn't you give it a shot? Why wouldn't you invite God into your workplace? Invite God into your life in a way that will change.